welcome to the inaugural informal podcast. I'm Austin Kohler. I'm here with Sam Lewis. We appreciate you clicking on this and just seeing what it's all about. Do you have any initial thoughts? You're assuming that someone actually clicked on this to start with, which if you did, shout out to you. (laughs) Wherever you are in the middle of Idaho. Someone in Idaho is listening to this. Hit us up. We will send you something. What's Idaho's mascot? The potatoes. Uh, No. No, The the football team? The Vandals. The Vandals. They play in the Kibbe Dome. Very different from potatoes. Well, I guess we should start off with when we started informal, we just, I don't know, wanted to give us a platform to um, just share our thoughts, ideas, um, and, you know, as it's kind of grown, we just thought it'd be fun to do this. So, you know, everything that we're going to be talking about here, we'd love, you know, if you're out there to um, respond to and, and hit us up. Um, what do you think? This is things that we are going to talk about anyway, so... Everything we say we, is fact. We figured we should just record it, and maybe, I don't know, maybe something good will come out of it. It's probably just going to be really embarrassing in the future, but for now, it's going to be fun. For now, it's fun. Um, so yeah, if, go ahead and uh, hit us up, at InformalUS on Twitter, um, and just let us know. We're currently at about 37 followers, so get in on the ground floor um, when this is a multi nation worldwide podcast you'll be able to say that you're one of the first ones in so i see follower number 40 receiving a grand prize seven thousand dollars sponsored by no, uniball's g2 pilot pin <laughs> all right so with all that said let's get on with let's it dive right into it let's do it i guess we should talk first about nfl playoffs uh, they do um, start tomorrow so um topical okay so let's let's just go through the games as they're scheduled um so with that first being tennessee at kansas city titans chiefs in the andy dalton memorial classic (laughs) the first year the Bengals haven't been in this game in what i don't know five six but they did 20 years they did knock the ravens out which has to count for something still playing meaningful games in week 17 thank goodness good for andy dalton so All Kansas right. City's picked by nine. Yep. Do yep. You f- How bad are the Titans? Good grief. <laughs> okay, we'll get to if who we think is win or lose. But um, I guess my first question is how much – are the Titans going to lose anything from not starting – or DeMarco Murray just not playing? Well, I didn't think so. The whole year – full disclosure, we're located near Nashville, Tennessee. We watch a lot of Titans games. Um and I didn't think DeMarco Murray was good the entire season. So I thought that Murray getting hurt would be kind of a blessing in disguise because I thought Derrick Henry was better. Um, didn't look that way last week. What do you have, like 28 carries for 40 total yards or something like that? He ran so soft. He's soft. He's huge. He's huge, he's so but soft. soft. He's so soft. They had the, uh, the Steelers game a few weeks ago where they did the sky cam the whole time. They would give him the ball, and there would be a hole. And instead of hitting the hole, you know, like you're supposed to do, he tiptoes into it and falls down. He's got the late period Eddie George thing happening right now, which isn't good for Titans. Titans fans know what I'm especially, talking about. Especially because Titans, are, their offense is like late period Eddie George. First down, right up the middle. Second, Second down, down right up the middle. Yep. Third so then on third and ten, third. play action. <laughs> third, third and eight. Let's see if Eric Decker can get open and drop another pass. It's not great. Um, Mike Malarkey is... 
not good. Um, we've been saying he's not good for two years. Uh, people got fooled when we started eight and four against the. I said we were Titans fans. All right. Um, so deal with it. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it's sad, but it's true. We started eight and four against the easiest schedule in football, and Titans fans knew we weren't good. And then we played a couple of good teams and got beat, and now everyone else knows we're not good. Um, I just don't think Mike Malachi's a good coach. Here's the the couple of good teams that we played that we got beat by were the Cardinals, the the, four, the 49ers, okay, okay, okay. and uh, let me Check that. We played a couple of bad teams and got beat. <laughs> well, Jimmy GQ was on one of those teams. Jimmy G, wow. That's another topic altogether. Good grief. The Patriots screwed that up, didn't they? Oh, man. Okay, well. Stay on topic. Okay. <laughs> Can the Titans cover Tyreek Hill? Kevin Byard made an all-pro team. But he didn't make the Pro Bowl. It's because fans vote for the Pro Bowl. No one's heard of <laughs> Kevin Byard. Shout out MTSU. Go Blue Raiders. Um, Shout out Kevin Byard. Kevin Byard can cover Tyreek Hill. He can also cover uh, Travis Kelsey. He can't cover them both at once as good as he is. Um, I would say the plan is probably Adore Jackson on Tyree Kill, Kevin Byard on Travis Kelsey, which sounds good. Who's a, who's Kansas City's number two? Exactly. So, I, mean, <laughs> I think, like, for me, the Titans have one of the best run defenses in the NFL statistically. So Breaking I'm news not, to Dick LeBeau. He doesn't know that. <laughs> I, I really don't think that Kareem Hunt performs very well here. Okay. Um, and as good as Travis Kelsey is, the Titans linebackers are, are not bad either. I mean, Maybe I think they, Williamson's all right. Yeah, I, I think that Tyree Kill is definitely the X factor for the Chiefs. Um, I mean, he, with the, when they played in 2016, he had he scored on a jet sweep, and that's the only time he touched the ball. Yeah, but the Titans defense looked so slow on that play. <laughs> I think that um, on paper. Byard covers covers Kelsey. Adoree Jackson covers Tyreek Hill. But in reality, this defense just isn't as good as it looks. I mean, they shut down Blake Bortles. Congratulations. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> um, I just I don't think I don't think that that Dick LeBeau and company are gonna be able to stop Andy Reid. I mean, playoff Andy Reid's a, another thing that hasn't been great. But I right, just so. Feel like I feel like Kansas City's going to do what they want to do on offense. Part of that in the playoffs with Andy Reid with the Chiefs has been Alex Smith, the quarterback. You know, questions about can he go out and win games or is he just a game manager? So think about him versus the guy they have sitting on the bench right now, Patrick Mahomes. Who would you rather have, not only in this in this matchup, but for the playoff run? I think Alex Smith is, is underrated. I think he spent the entire year playing at a level he isn't accustomed to. I think people got used to him being a game manager. This year, he's leading the league in um, efficiency on deep passes. He's playing very well. I think that Patrick Mahomes is without a doubt the quarterback of the future there. I think this is probably the last we're going to see of Alex Smith. I think um, at the same time, I think Alex Smith it's way too early. I mean, Patrick Mahomes just started one game in the NFL. Let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. Alex Smith was an MVP candidate for the first half of the year. Alex Smith is bad. <laughs> Alex Smith is very very bad. He cannot win a Super Bowl. I mean, he's a, he's a serviceable NFL quarterback. You know who can't win a Super Bowl? Colin Kaepernick. 
Are we getting off topic again? <laughs> I just think Mahomes can go out and win you the Super Bowl. Mahomes Smith could is not. If they shut down Kareem Hunt, Titans, well, Mariota probably throw a pick six to lose a game, but if not, Alex Smith's not going to go out and win this game. I don't think he's going to have to. I don't think he's going to have to. I think the Titans' offense is going to be conservative. I think they're going to put Marcus Mariota in third and longs. They're going to have, they're going to force him to make plays with the wide receiver core that is not good. He's going to have to to convert third and long with his only viable option being Delaney Walker. Like it's been all year, and it's just not going to happen. the The Chiefs, if the Chiefs can score score twenty points, they're going to win the game. All right, let's talk. So the weather tomorrow is. It's going to be about 30 degrees. Um, it's warmer than it was when I was in Kansas City. And warmer than it was last week in Nashville. Warmer than it was outside currently in Nashville. So who wins? Titans in Arrowhead, where the Chiefs haven't won in since Nam. <laughs> I just am not going to pick. In the playoffs. I'm not going to pick a Mike Malarkey team in the playoffs. I'm not going to do it. I don't think that this team is well coached. I think that Marcus Mariota has regressed in year three. I think that they can't run the ball despite the whole exotic smash mouth thing. The Titans are going to be lucky. To, it's going to come down to Ryan suck up kicking field goals in 30-degree weather in Kansas City. And I think it's probably they're going to be lucky to score 14 points. I, I got the Chiefs 21-12. to 12. I believe if suck up hits eight field goals with under 50 yards... Titans win. Well, Suckup can't hit a field goal over 50 yards. So. Right, but he'll make everyone in 50. But I think the Titans actually have a good chance to win this game. I think that the Chiefs fans and the Chiefs in general are just looking for something to go wrong. Um, if the Titans get down early, it's over. Although their best offense usually is in the no huddle. Um, but I just think that they have a chance if they get to the end, put themselves in a position, um, yeah, I know it's not likely, but I want to. I want to pick the Titans. I want to. I want to reach out on a limb and pick the Titans in this first playoff. We're game. dangerously close to this becoming a Titans podcast, and I want nothing less than this. To <laughs> okay, so on that note, let's move on. Um, <laughs> let's move on with the Falcons at the Los Angeles Rams Saturday night in LA. Um, I'm really looking forward to this game. This might be the best game of the weekend. I think it might be too. With it's just you got two such contrasting teams. The Falcons coming off coming off of their Super Bowl and kind of having a hangover in 2017. Biggest choke job in NFL history. And but they have playoff experience. So like, which Falcons are you buying into? We've been waiting all year for the Falcons to show up as the <laughs> team they were last year. It's just not there. I Matt Ryan looks he looks skittish. Julio Jones had the big game, but hasn't looked like himself. I just, I don't know if Steve Sarkeesian's any good. Shout out Steve Sarkeesian. I think that the Falcons <laughs> lost a whole, whole lot when Shanahan went to the 49 Yeah, sorry. I don't know if you're looking at the uh, at the rundown I sent you, but I completely did not spell Sarkeesian right. <laughs> <laughs> How many E's are in that word? Is there any E's in there? I don't know. It's either one or six. Uh, there's one, but I don't know. I don't. I think they get beat. I think they get beat pretty. Well, I mean, we'll get there. We'll get to get to our picks, but I think it's more of a Super Bowl hangover. I don't. I don't know if they survive this game. Speaking of Sarkeesian or Sarkeesian, ease. There's a lot of ease. Is he trash? I don't think he's trash. I think Shout he, out to trash. I think 
he, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think he's in over his head. I think he um, fell out of grace quickly at USC. If you're a college football fan, you know what, what went down there. It got ugly. He re- rehabilitated his college career under Nick, Nick Saban. That happens. Shout um, out Nick Saban. Yeah, Lane Kiffin. Um, and I think he took the first good job he got offered, and I don't think he's ready for it. I don't think he's an NFL offensive coordinator. I think if you watch that team, they don't look well coached. They don't look like they know what they're doing. They look like um, it's just over his head. Do you think the Rams' success from the regular season will translate into the playoffs? Not really. Not really, but at the same time, I don't think that the Falcons are going to beat them. I think that, I don't know. Well, you've got wrecking ball Aaron Donald in the middle. Aaron Donald is insane. He's insane. Um, He's easily the best inside interior lineman in the NFL. Especially with J.J. Watt being hurt. I think that that this is going to be a Wade Phillips game. I think Wade Phillips is going to... take Steve Sarkeesian's proverbial lunch money. How old is Wade Phillips? <laughs> older than Wait, my grandparents. Is he older Is he older than Dick LeBeau? No, Dick LeBeau is so old he can't open his eyes. <laughs> Dick LeBeau is legitimately 80 years old. No, that's not an exaggeration. He's 80 years old. He is 80 years old. Uh, Titans podcast. It's not a Titans podcast. We'll talk about Dick LeBeau at a further date. Uh, Wade Phillips is good. And Steve Sarkeesian is not good, and the Rams' defense isn't good, and the offense for the Falcons has been average at best. I think that that's going to be the determining factor in this game. I think the Rams' defense is going to push the Falcons around. I think that uh, the Falcons are just going to struggle to move the ball. It's crazy to think that one year ago, the Rams were under 500 and terrible. Jeff Fisher, everybody. Welcome to our life for the last decade and a half here in Nashville. Jeff not, a, Fisher, not a Titans podcast. Not a Titans podcast, but Jeff Fisher's bad. That doesn't have anything to do with the Titans. He's can, just bad. Can Jared Goff handle this moment? Can he? Is he ready for this stage? I don't know if it's going to matter this week. I don't know if it's going to matter this week because I think that the defense is going to is going to pull him through. And I think that they're going to be able to just turn around and give the ball to Todd Gurley. 30 times. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the thing. Can Todd Gurley carry the load? I think he has to. I think the Falcons win if if they stop him because, I mean, Goff, as good as he's been, he's been, I believe, a product of this Big Bay system. I mean, a lot of the the receivers he's hitting are wide open. Got the same... um, same wide receiver space as Baker Mayfield's guys. That's the same mojo the Falcons had in their Super Bowl run last year. Shout out Baker Mayfield. (laughs) All right. Uh, so, so what do you think? How does picks. this game... Let's, let's get the yeah. picks. Um, um, I, I want to believe that the Falcons can can put together the same offensive offensive potency that they had last year, but we haven't seen it all year. We've been waiting for it. They got in the playoffs because they're an experienced team and Matt Ryan's a good quarterback, but I just I don't see him being able to move the ball on, on Wade Phillips in a meaningful way. I think Sean McVay is going to scheme up at least... 24 to 31 points, and that's going to be more than enough to beat Steve Sarkeesian. I will, help, take, buddy. I will take the Rams as well. Moving on, Bills versus the Jags in Jacksonville, in Saxonville. 
Man, the Bills, this is the first appearance since Music City Miracle. Music City Miracle. Not shout a Titans out, podcast. Shout out Kevin Dyson. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's been so long. It might be longer than Wade Phillips. There are alive. people alive that can legally buy cigarettes that have never seen a Buffalo Bills playoff game. So, might not be true. It's not a math podcast. Um, it is true. <laughs> It's close to being true. <laughs> My wife is um, currently in the room as a math major, and she's shaking her head at me right now. I don't think that the math checks out, but whatever. Can the Bills move the ball versus Saxonville? The Bills can't move the ball versus Eric. Do you remember when the Bills thought that Nathan Peterman would be an upgrade? How'd that work out? I don't think he was. Poorly is the answer. Yeah. Okay. Um, McCoy, does he play? He's going to play. It's his it's going to be his first playoff game. Is that right? I think so. His first playoff game. He's going to play. Is he going to be healthy? Probably not. He'll probably be in and out. Um, the Bills, I mean, it's really, I think it's just going to, honestly, they do what they do. They're going to be a little bit better than average. So I think it all, it all leads on what I want to talk about next, which is what I'm most excited to talk about in this entire <laughs> podcast, is... Blake Bortles bad? Is he good? Is he average? Is he should he even be allowed to play in a high school game? On balance, he's average. All right, but he's never had an average game his entire career. He either has good games or he has absolutely atrocious games. He Blake Bortles, if he can turn around and hand it off 40 times, the Jaguars will win this game. If he throws a pick six and they get down seven to nothing, they might might get blown out. He is has the lowest lows of any quarterback in the NFL, including yeah, Nathan poor. Peterman. Well, maybe not including Nathan Peterman. I, you know, I would actually, if somebody, if we were going to do a schoolyard draft and my quarterbacks were left up, I hadn't picked the quarterback yet, and it was Peterman or Blake Bortles, I may take Nathan Peterman in that draft. I know what Blake Bortles is. Peterman had a bad game. And one bad it's easy game. to have bad games. Full disclosure again, huge Vols fan here. I was <laughs> I was there for Nathan Peterman in the swamp in 2012 uh, when he had a worse game than he had against the Chargers this also, year. Also, people don't remember his that. debut though. But then he transferred to Pitt. He had a pretty good college career. I think that the more time you give Peterman, the better he'll be. I don't think he's better than Blake Bortles. I think Blake Bortles is probably better than Nathan Peterman, as much as I hate to say that. Remain to be seen. So, <laughs> does Leonard Fournette in this game, is he healthy? Is he going to be able to carry, you know, like you said, if the Jaguars win this, win this game, they're going to have to turn around and hand it off at least 25 or 30 times. I think that if they can get any kind of running game going, they're gonna they're gonna win the game. I think that the the Bills defense has been one of the worst in the league since they traded Marcel Darius to the Jaguars, coincidentally. And I just don't think they're gonna be able to stop Fournette. I don't think it's gonna matter how bad Blake Bortles Bortles is, and he's bad. Um, but I don't think it's gonna matter this week. I think next week is the week you get bad Blake Bortles. Yeah, next week Bortles having if they win this game having to go in the Foxborough. Or I don't know if you're a gambler, but that's one to gamble on right there. <laughs> or, I don't care what or the in the Hines. Is. Shout out Pittsburgh. Uh, okay, all right. So so let's pick them. The Bills are probably the biggest underdog 
of the week, not because the Jags are good, but because the Bills aren't very good. Their best players hurt, Shady McCoy. What do the Bills have to do to win this game? What do you it, construct a Bills victory? I me. think I don't know how much they're gonna be able to move the ball against Jacksonville. I think they're gonna have to capitalize on some mistakes by Bortles. I think they're gonna have to get a couple of interceptions and got a good secondary in, in the Jags territory um, and convert there. Tyrod Taylor underrated. He's a he's a better than average he, NFL quarterback. I know one one Bills fan in my entire life. I know one, and he wasn't mad when Tyrod Taylor got benched. Bills fans have a weird thing with Taylor. He is he's he's above average. He's good. We can see that, but we don't watch the Bills every week. People that do watch the Bills every week don't like Tyrod Taylor. I've got a good friend who's a Bills fan, so if they win this game, we're might, be get, the, might be the same guy. <laughs> we're we're going to get him on the podcast. Um, so, let's pick it. What do you um, think? The, last week was the biggest week in Buffalo in 20 years, uh, 18 years, whatever the Music City Miracle was. The, the amount of joy and excitement in the Buffalo Bills fan base last week was at a level it hasn't reached since 2000, since the Music City Miracle. And it was their Super Bowl. And I don't know that you can come back from that and win another game, especially when Shady McCoy's hurt. I just don't know where they get their offense with Shady out unless Bortles throws three or four interceptions, which is possible. But I just... The margin for error is, is so small. If you pick the Bills, I'm going with the Jags. I will pick Saxonville as well. Moving on, Panthers at the Saints. Carolina going in to the Superdome for the second time this season. Um, two division rivals, along with the Falcons, make it three for the NFC South to get into the playoffs. Which Cam Newton shows up in this game? So far, we picked three games. I think I've picked all three favorites. I think most people are picking all four favorites. Um, I think the Panthers are the best of the underdogs. Does that make sense? Of the, the four teams that are that are underdogs this week, I think the Panthers have the highest ceiling. Let me. I think that, that any one of those three teams could have won the division. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Cam Newton is one of the best quarterbacks in the league when he's right. 2015 Cam is the MVP. He won the MVP. He still shows flashes of that. He's not consistent. So what do you think is the difference between this Cam? So this Cam's better than 16 Cam. It's true. He might have been hurt last year, but yeah, it's true. It's 16 Cam's fashion taste, I thought, were a little better. Hat choices. The brimless hat was bold. Um... Was it a toboggan? It wasn't it was a toboggan. <laughs> I mean, it, was a brim. it was a brim. It was like a cowboy hat without a brim on it. Um, <laughs> beside the point, um, I think I think if, if 2015 MVP Cam shows up, the Panthers can win this game. But you know, I don't know if 2015 Cam is going to show up. You know who is going to show up? Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Go Vols. He's going to show up. He's going to run all over this Panthers defense. Um, Alvin Kamara, 150 total yards, two touchdowns. Write it down. It's weird that a backfield can sustain two productive running backs. I mean, in reference, look at the Falcons with Devontae Freeman and Tevon Coleman. Both very, could be starters in the NFL. Good backs. 
really good backs. Freeman gets the workload. Coleman comes in and, and gets 10 touches a game. Catches um, passes. Catches passes out of the backfield. But the Saints legitimately are able to sustain Kamara and Ingram because they're both that good. We forget because it's been so long. Sean Payton's a really good coach. He's a really good offensive coach, and Drew Brees is a really good quarterback. And he's kind of taken a step back this year. But we've seen in flashes that he can still be that MVP-level quarterback. The He didn't have the stats this year because they're, they're a run-based team because when you got those two backs, of course you're going to be. But, I mean... Thomas is a great receiver. He doesn't get the pub that some of the other top receivers in the league get, but he's really good. Yeah, Thomas is good. And I don't think, I mean, talk about Breeze taking a step back. I don't know if I agree with that. I think that he's managed games this year in the same way Alex Smith has managed games. But if you said, okay, there's one minute and 30 seconds left in the game. You're on the 25-yard line. You need 75 yards to get in to score to win the Super Bowl. Would you rather have Alex Smith or Drew Brees? Oh, Drew Brees. I'll take Drew Brees over 100 times 20, out of 100. He's top, 20. Three. He's top three in that scenario. That's Rodgers, Brady, and Brees. I think Drew Brees has taken a step back this year by design almost. They're relying on their running game because they have two of the best running backs in the league. But when he needs to open it up, when they need a drive at the end of the game, He's still got it. He's not He's not washed up. All right. He's still. Did you hear the Jeremy Pruitt? All right. In there. It's in there. Go balls. Um, he's still got it. He can still sling it around the yard. He can still throw for 400 yards in the game if he needs to. He just hasn't needed to this year. So let's pick it. What do you think? Saints or Panthers at Saints? In the Superdome I, on Sunday night. I don't want to pick four favorites. The four favorites. I know they've, it's, it's been four favorites a few times in the last few years. But I just don't see the, the Panthers going in there and beating the Saints. We've seen this game twice already, and the Saints handily beat them twice. What makes us think that the Panthers are going to all of a sudden figure something out and go in there? I'm taking, I'm taking the Saints, and I think it's going to be relatively easy. I am also taking the Saints. So before we move on, let's give a shout-out to our supporting sponsor, GarageBand. Garage band, get it together, garage band. Garage band who's giving oh us trouble. Oh my goodness, how long have we been trying to figure the garage band out? What time is it? We could have recorded this podcast hours ago. I would have been in bed by now if it wasn't for garage band. Let's be honest, it would be entirely better if we recorded it whenever we were trying to. Well, I don't know if we can blame garage band. It might be the dinosaurish, dinosaurish MacBook that we're recording. <laughs> but hey, hey, whatever. Um, we found it in a dig site. One last thing to talk about. All right, one last topic before we hop off of here. The college football playoff national championship game is on Monday night. I'm introducing this because my good friend Austin Coley here is a bona fide George Bulldogs fan, completely unbiased when it comes to this, absolutely. The game on Monday night, Georgia's first meaningful bowl game in your life. <laughs> What do you think? Just go. I'll let you talk about it. What do you think? What are your thoughts? I have so many. We could be here for hours. Um, first of all, shout out to SEC for having to. I'm a Tennessee fan. Teams. I don't get. I don't get any joy out of this at all. <laughs> this isn't. This is not good for the balls. The SEC after this game, the SEC will have won nine out of the last twelve. Congratulations. National championships. Zero being Tennessee or Georgia. Well, how many 
We just music have to City get Bowls crushed Georgia by this, dude. How many Music City Bowls has Georgia won less than the Vols have won? All right, continue. So, in this game, you look at the teams that both of these two schools have played, and I just I go to Auburn. Well, both Auburn, of them got worked over by the Auburn true the national first time. champion. Auburn Tigers. No, the true national championship. Well, who University beat, of who, Central Florida. Who beat the Auburn Tigers? Let's go, hey. I don't know why we're even playing this game. We're here for Scott Frost. Hang the banner, man. Do I heard something do. good the other day that if UCF has NCAA violations, that they have to take down that self-proclaimed banner. Do you have to take down a banner if no one recognizes it but you? <laughs> okay. Do you have to take down a banner at all? John Calipari still got up all his banners. All right, I digress. Okay. The... Georgia versus Alabama game. Bama's picked to win by five points. Um, Take the tie. I think that Georgia might be at a disadvantage because of the intensity and the fatigue from playing that two-overtime incredible Rose Bowl game. One of the best football games I've seen. Looking back at last year's Rose Bowl, I think it – met it or surpassed it with the implications of going to the national championship um, and so Georgia just put so much into that game they didn't really come out that injured but just a lot of effort to turn around and play a week later with Bama winning easily over Clemson it's a mental fatigue thing we had to travel all the way back it's a long California. trip I'm going back to what we talked about with the with the Bills with last week being their Super Bowl I think that this is the highest high Georgia has been at in 30 years, and the fans, everybody, everybody cashed out their cashed out their savings accounts to fly to Pasadena for that game, and it's the biggest Georgia win since 1980. And are they going to be able to turn around in seven days? And is the pupil going to be able to take down the master? All right, is is Saban 2.0 going to be able to take down the original version? I, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't seem likely to me. I hate Nick Saban. Everybody hates Nick Saban. All good Americans hate Nick Saban. He's. Did you know that Saban got something like 10,000 write-in votes in that Alabama special? He this probably would be the best governor in that state or whatever that election was. If, if we're actually talking about... You said politics at the beginning of this. If we're talking about who would be the best senator in Alabama, I'm voting for Nick Saban too, all right? I mean... Do I like him as a human being? No, but I think he would probably get the job done. Um, anyways. <laughs> I just I think that Georgia is going to be able to run on Alabama as the game goes on. It's a bold statement. Um, I don't think playing in Atlanta necessarily helps Georgia because I think it'll be split 50-50. It's close to Alabama. Um, Driving distance for both teams. I don't know if... I don't know if Alabama's experience really matters at this point because playing, it's almost like if the Eagles met the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yes, Tom Brady has experience playing in that big game, but they've played in so many meaningful games leading up to that point that just the best team is going to win. If it comes down to the last minute, then you may rely on whoever has experience, which leads us into my, really, what I'm actually most excited to talk about is if it comes down to the last minute and Alabama has to drive down the field to win the national championship can Jalen Hurts do it? Is Jalen Hurts any good? Is Jalen Hurts as bad as Blake Bortles is? 
No. No, if Jalen Hurts was quarterbacking uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, I would feel much more confident about them going into Sunday afternoon's game. I'm sitting here in my Tennessee hoodie. I was there in per- in person. I witnessed the um, sacrificial offering that was to, uh, Alabama in Knoxville last year. It was bad, all right? They, they ran it up on us. It was a completely outclassed team on the ball sideline. But that being said, Jalen Hurts, he probably missed four or five wide open receivers. That game, I think the final score was 49 to 10. Alabama could have scored 70 if Jalen Hurts could hit an open receiver. And he couldn't. And he's better this year. He's a year older. He's a year more accurate. But he's still he's still on on mass, not an accurate passer. Alabama Brian Dable, their offensive coordinator, doesn't trust the running backs for whatever reason. It doesn't make any sense. They're still running Jalen Hurts too much. I think that if they would just commit to giving it to their 240-pound running back like they've done in the past, I think that they would win this game without too much concern. I'm not confident that they would do that. I think that's Georgia's path to victory. Is Jalen Hurts turning the ball over? Is them relying on him too much on the ground? Georgia's defense has got to got it gotta make some plays turn the ball over score points if they can for Georgia to be in this game in the fourth quarter let's pick it you're, you're gonna be mad at me alright let me just say let me say this before you make your pick I would put all my bitcoins on Georgia to win this game I currently own 0.00075 bitcoins and I will put none of them on Georgia to win this game. To be honest, that might be like $150. It's not true. I don't own that many Bitcoins. I don't own that many dollars. Um, I would be shocked if Georgia won this game. I'm going to make you mad again. I think that I could play quarterback for Georgia. I don't know that Jake Fromm's good. Jake Fromm made some plays against Oklahoma, who's a bad Big 12 defense. Jake Fromm didn't look good against Auburn the first time around. Jake Fromm doesn't have to go out and sling the ball around like Mayfield. This is my first opportunity to say this in front of a microphone. Jacob Eason has... Oh my goodness, Jacob Eason. I feel so sorry for you. You came across the entire country. You're from Washington. You flew all the way to Athens to play for a coach that didn't recruit you. You play well in your first year. You start almost every game. You win a lot of games. This hotshot up-and-coming freshman comes in, beats you out because you got a sprained ankle, and now you're just sitting over there. What's Jacob Beeson supposed to do? He can't transfer. He transfers. He's got to sit out a year. He's going to he, transfer. He's going to be the number one pick. Now he's sitting here watching this punk kid, Little League World Series star. Shout out to Jacob Beeson. Jacob Beeson, come to Knoxville. We need you, man. You're great. You, we love you. No, Garantana's. Got you guys covered. Jared Guantanamo Bay is going to be a future NFL star. Jacob from Jacob World Stephon. Little League World Series stud. Hero. High school football stud. Hero. Netflix, Netflix superstar. superstar. Yeah, that goes well. You know, he could have... years old. If he went to Last Chance U, he really would have developed into like a Netflix... I'm just Superstar. waiting on Kirby Smart to punch a referee. Which he's going to feel the need to when they're getting beat by 25 late when his in this head, game. When, it, when he gets hot-headed, though, it just flows all out because of the advisor. 
Have you seen Kirby Smart's haircut? <laughs> is it a bowl cut? It's not a good haircut. We need to wrap <laughs> this up. Georgia's going to get beat. Georgia's going to get beat handily. This is going to be a boring game. I'm not looking forward to it. I pick out Alabama's going to get beat handily. It's going to be a boring game. Georgia's going to wear them out. As a Tennessee fan and as your good friend, I hope Georgia wins. I really do. I'm going to be rooting for him. I can't stand Nick Saban. The only games that we were different on were Tennessee Chiefs. You picked Chiefs. I picked the Titans and Georgia, Alabama. You picked the Tide and I picked the Dogs. Bottom line, you're you're picking. Homer, I'm a homer. You're, which now you're, doesn't make me as confident in those games. You're betting with Mike Malarkey and against Nick Saban. I hope it works out for you. Um, for Sam Lewis, I'm Austin Coley. We appreciate you listening to this podcast, and we hope that you'll check us out on the next one. Don't know um, where you found us, but look there again. Hopefully, there will be more of these. I'm so excited to for what we've got. We're upcoming. just gonna keep keep yelling into the vacuum, and eventually, somebody might be able to find us and hear this podcast. Thank we're you. Just, so much. We're just gonna keep dropping fire podcasts, <laughs> Des- <laughs> despite our wives' better advice against it. We're gonna keep doing it. Peace. <laughs>